Good morning. Welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. Today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to be sharing some audio from our Tuesday morning training call. Guys, this is a bi-monthly training call everyone is invited to. If you guys do not have it on your calendar, please get it added. For those of you that missed this week's or the previous training call, you can check it out here. All right, here we go. All right, guys, let's kick things off here. Uh, thanks everybody for jumping on the call. Uh, welcome to the Tuesday morning rep call. Um, I will periodically be asking everybody to place their phones on mute. Uh, please double check that your phones are on mute and let's kick things off here. Um, so for those of you that, that don't know who I am, my name is Axel York. Um, I'm the VP of business development for V3 Electric. Goal of these uh, calls, these are, these are going to be a bi-monthly call. Um, so every two weeks, um, and, and it'll be either myself, Eric, Alex, somebody else, um, jumping on the call, sharing some tips and, and, uh, you know, mindset, uh, strategies with you guys. Uh, these calls will be recorded moving forward. So those of you that were on the call last or two weeks ago with Eric, um, you'll be able to find that recording uploaded to V3U. Um, so we'll, we'll push that out on Instagram once that gets loaded. So if there's any, uh, nuggets of wisdom that you guys want to revisit. Um, I encourage everybody to take notes uh, if you can on this call, but you will have that audio recording to jump back to. Um, so today, uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about forming the right habits um, and just kind of how to approach habit forming. Um, uh, number one, you know, most most people, the goal of forming habits is to better themselves. Um, to, to maybe set and, and attain new goals in their life, in their career, uh, what have you. So we'll kind of have uh, a two-part this morning. I want to start just kind of focused on the, the goal aspect um, and then do a little bit of a deeper dive into the, the habit-forming aspect. Um, again, if you guys are recently joined, please place your phones on mute, getting a little bit of background noise. <clears throat> um, stub, double check your phones for me, guys. Make sure you're on mute. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, as far as uh, as far as the goal setting goes, you know, a lot of uh, you know a lot of successful and unsuccessful people actually have the same goals. And you know, you could look at uh, you know a, a new rep at V3 Electric versus a rep that's been been here for a longer time. Um, you could look at the industry as a whole. You could look at the sales profession as a whole. Um, so let's just let's zoom out and look at the sales profession. Uh, you know, I'm sure that everybody getting into sales has a, you know, they, they have a goal of uh, some income potential. They have a goal of making some kind of an impact. They have some sort of sales goal. So what's the, what's the difference between the people that achieve those goals and the people that don't, right? It, it doesn't boil down to just having the goal to just setting these big, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals, these BHAGs as, as we call them. Uh, is what it is what it boils down to is forming the right habits. So, um, you know the the best choices that people make they they actually tend to provide exponential returns and and somewhat of a compounding process. Um, though the, the greatest rewards are ultimately delayed, and a lot of people want like a a quick uh, a quick fix, right? They they want to see that instant gratification. Um, you know, there's a, there's a narrative around that or a rhetoric around that, that, that in today's day and age, that's all that, 
you know, people want to see, they want that quick dopamine hit. But the reality is that, you know, developing the right habits, the right skill set, those are things that take years and years to to crystallize. Um, I had a conversation with a rep, you know, the other night where, you know, he's a couple months into this and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to figure this stuff out. And, you know, I'm like, dude, I, I hate to tell you here, uh, but you're, you're a baby in this. Like you're just figuring you're, you know, like two years out, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh, wow, I had, I had no, no idea what I was doing. And, and in two years you're going to realize like, okay, now, now I know enough to know that I don't know what I'm doing and I need to keep, you know, keep going down this certain path or, uh, you know, pushing in this direction or developing these specific habits. Um, it just takes years for those things to crystallize, right? You, you have to work hard and you have to be patient during that time. Um, my advice to, to people as it relates to goals, um, you know, again, kind of zooming out, going, going really meta here is you should be attacking your goals from both sides. So what do I, what do I mean by that? I mean, let's say your goal is to, um, increase your sales, right? A lot of people, they're, they're just going to have tunnel vision on trying to, to sell more is what you really want to be doing is looking at the other side of that spectrum. So in this case, it could be, you know, cutting out extraneous tasks that, that take up too much time, right? Tasks that actually prevent you from growing sales, from spending more time in the field, from spending more time in training, whatever that may be. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Eric gave a, a good example on one of the leadership calls um, about, you know, mowing his lawn. And, and he would do that every Sunday morning, you know, or, or on Saturday or what have you. And it'd take him, you know, an hour, hour and a half, you know, pack out the mower, uh, you know, mow the lawn, get rid of the clippings, all, all that stuff. Um, you know, my personal example is like, you know, working on my, my car. So doing an oil change, changing the brake pads, you know, the, the regularly scheduled maintenance, um, the way that I, I grew up, you know, my, my dad, he's got a, you know, big shop. There's a, there's a industrial lift in there. It makes it a little bit easier to go in and, and get that stuff done. And he always taught me, you know, you, you should do all this stuff yourself. You know, it's a, it's a sucker's bet to go and spend the money at a shop where they're going to overcharge you, um, or, or they might do poor work or what have you. Uh, is what I came to realize is that it's actually the sucker's bet to spend the time on a task or an activity that's not pushing you closer to your goal, you know, and uh, him, him having that shop and me utilizing that shop, like he realized right away, right. When he's like, Hey, you know, you're, you're supposed to change your oil right about now. Like, no, no, I, I took it into a shop and, uh, you know, I had to, I had to explain to him that my time is actually better served, um, focusing on, you know, learning a new skill, um, you know, pushing production, pushing volume, you know, even just sitting down for that hour, having an extra hour on the weekend to kind of plan out my week or or plan out my next day or whatever it is. These are all things that are going to have, you know, somewhat compounding returns on the investment that you're making. So those are, those are the areas that you want to focus on. You want to focus on you know, the actual goal, the actual objective, and then you want to focus on, you know, the, the back end of that. And what are things that are going to pull me away from that goal? So whatever that is, is for you guys, you know, 
um, whether it's mowing the lawn on a Sunday, whether it, you know, even cleaning your house, you know, you can hire a cleaning service for relatively cheap. Um, Josh gave an example at, at one point about, you know, doing his laundry and, and when he was a, a rep and, you know, or a manager and he was knocking doors, how, you know, he, he paid another rep's sister to, to do his laundry for him, you know, and it cost him a hundred bucks a week or, you know, a hundred bucks every other week or whatever it was. But the time that he got back, uh, was dis disproportionately valuable, uh, there. <clears throat> um, at the end of the day, I, I want everybody to realize that, uh, cause we're going to talk a little bit about like habits and, and strategy, but, um, at the end of the day, action is by far more important than the best strategy. Uh, I, I read a book probably about five years ago um, called "Ready, <clears throat> Ready, Fire, Aim," and and the you know the title almost says it all, right? And and that's the idea that we're talking about here is you want to you know you you, you want to prepare yourself so that could be your Sunday night planning, and and then you just want to execute, you want to fire, and then you want to kind of come up for air and see, okay, did I you know, was I aiming in the right direction? Um, am, am I on, you know, path? Am I on target? <clears throat> a lot of people fall in this habit of, uh, you know, paralysis by analysis. And, and again, I've, I've talked to reps where, you know, they'll spend a, a disproportionate amount of time trying to optimize, you know, their, their perfect day, their perfect week or whatever it is. And, and they do all this planning and the strategizing kind of forsaking the actual execution and the actual action. Um, obviously I, I think we can all agree that you're not going to get anywhere if you're not, if you're not willing to pull the trigger. Um, Jim Collins talks about an idea, uh, like this. It's, it's, uh, the, the, uh, bullets and cannonballs, uh, approach. So the, the idea is that you're firing these, these little bullets, um, kind of calibrating, you know, the, the direction calibrating what works before you start firing the cannonballs. Um, but it's not, it's not forsaking the action. It's just, you know, you're not taking the big decisive action that, that you need, um, before you just start going, you know, all out. Right. Um, so you guys, uh, you guys may have heard of the expression, you don't rise to the level of your expectations. You, you fall to the level of your training. Uh, very, very true statement. Um, I prefer the expression, you don't fall to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Um, so as we get in and we start talking about habit, I want you guys to, you know, keep that concept in mind. Um, the, the training is definitely important. Um, setting the right goals, setting, setting big goals. Um, there, there's a lot of books on this topic. There's the magic of thinking big. Um, you know, Jim Collins talks about the, the BHAGs, the big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, it's important to have those goals. It's important to strive uh, towards those, but you guys have to have the systems in place to make sure that you'll be able to execute against those goals. Otherwise, it's just it's not going to work out for you. Um, ultimately, you want to focus your mental energy on the the tasks and actions that are going to have a net benefit in your life, right? So, so the, again, that ties back into that idea of just cutting out the the, the, the fluff, cutting out the extraneous stuff that doesn't matter, that doesn't impact you, um, as, as a net positive. So jumping over, um, to, to habits, um, at the end of the day, 
you know, habits are going to form whether you like them to or, or not. Um, I, I read somewhere that, you know, by the time you're like, I don't know, like 28, you know, years old or 30 years old or something, um, most of like who you are and, and how you identify is just a, a series of habits that you've accumulated. Um, my, my philosophy is that part of why it's so challenging to, to break these habits and develop new habits, uh, aside from, you know, obviously you've, you've built some like neural pathways and, um, and they feel comfortable and, and they feel familiar and people don't like to go against the comfortable and, and the familiar. Um, they, they like to stay in that lane. They don't like to step outside of their comfort zone. They don't like to push their limits, push their boundaries. Um, but my, my other theory around that is, is just that, um, uh, you know, you've, you've become so conditioned to this and you, and you have kind of your, your ego wrapped up in your identity. It's really hard for people to, to challenge that. Uh, you know, people have a cognitive dissonance around that fact of, you know, uh, just, just seriously critiquing themselves and, and saying, you know, Hey, I'm falling short in this, in this area or, you know, this action or this activity doesn't align with my goals. Like this habit that I formed totally doesn't, doesn't work for me. Or I need to develop new habits. You know, I need to wake up earlier. Um, you know, I need to, I need to eat that frog, you know, every single morning, um, which is a, a book by Brian Tracy. Basically the idea, do the task that you're, you're most regretting, do the task that you, um, that you don't want to do because it's probably your most important task. I, I think Eric talked about this on the last call, uh, which was, you know, when you get out of correlation, don't, don't go directly to lunch, go directly to the field and at least knock a few doors. Um, right. That's the, that's the, that's the frog of, of the day. That's the thing that you're probably, uh, wanting to do the least, um, the comfortable, easy thing is to go out and grab lunch with some people from the office. Uh, maybe you go home for lunch. You, you know, oh, I'm going to take it easy for a couple hours. It's pretty hot right now, this time of day. Uh, I'm going to wait till things cool off. You know, you, you get out there early, you, you get that uncomfortable thing done and it's not going to feel as, as challenging. It's not going to feel as, as big of a thing. Um, same idea with like going, going to the gym or, or exercising, like, uh, there's a lot of people that have developed a, a habit of going to the gym by committing to like, I'm going to go and I'm, I'm going to go for 10 minutes, which is almost nothing. It's, it's almost, you know, why bother? Like you're going to spend that much time like driving to the gym from your house and, and back. Um, but just getting in that habit is, is, is really important. And so you can do the same thing as it relates to the field, you know? And, and so that's a great tip is just, yeah, get out and, and you know, whatever it is, go, go knock, uh, you know, 10 doors, go knock 20 doors before you decide to break for lunch. And by that point, you're, you're probably in a good flow of things. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're warmed up. Um, ultimately when it comes to forming habits like this, you know, there's, there's a, there's a narrative around like you have to spend, you know, what is it? 21 days, uh, doing something in order to form a new habit. Um, the, the science, behind that is, is actually not even that you need to spend a certain amount of time, but it's that you need to get in a certain number of reps. Um, so, so if you're trying to, you know, establish a habit of going to the gym, like theoretically you could just go three times in a, in a day to, to establish that habit. Um, you know, knocking same idea, you know, if, if you're, if you're, uh, feeding into that habit, 
of procrastination. Um, like we talked about habits are going to form whether you want them to or not. If you feed into that habit of procrastination, even if you have the, the best intentions or you're like, well, hey, tomorrow I'm going to I'm going to get out there and get after it. And, and today I'm just going to take it easy because I'm not I'm not feeling it. Um, that habit pattern is going to start to form. So you have to be like uh, wildly, uh, you know, skeptical of, of yourself and your self-talk when you get into that pattern of like, I'm just going to I'm going to take it easy I'm tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. Um, and, and you see people do that with the gym or with their new year's resolutions. Like, yeah, I'm going to really get in shape, but, um, man, it's August. I'm going to wait until the new year and that's it. That's when I'm going to set my, I need some time to mentally prepare myself. Um, that's actually the worst thing that you can do for yourself. Cause you're going to, you're going to continue to reinforce those bad habits, those bad behaviors. Um, you know, you want to, you want to form intentional habits, Everything that you do um, ultimately is is a habit. Um, you know how you drive, how you interact with your, uh, you know, peers, um, how you work, uh, how you learn, you know, how you teach, um, how you sell. Everything. These are all going to be be habits. Um, you know, my my suggestion is focus on one. Right. Focus on the the sale. Focus on your career. Um, and then you can start adding in those additional habits because you, you will have a propensity to get overwhelmed. And, and I've been in that spot where, uh, you know, maybe I, I read a, you know, inspirational book, um, you know, about, uh, you know, the, the perfect day or, or own your life or own the day, own your life, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to change like all these habits. I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change the other thing. And, and you get overwhelmed. It, it becomes too much, you know? So, so the thing to do is like, if, if you're going to select a habit, um, whether that's knocking, um, uh, you know, which, which obviously that's, uh, that's something that's going to allow you those compound returns that we talked about. That's a habit that you select, um, you know, put systems in place to give yourself an incremental improvement each day, right? You don't have to go from, you know, 20% to hundred percent overnight, uh, but you need to you need to be making incremental improvements every single day. It could be one percent, right? Um, there's a there's a story around like the the uh, British um, like cycling team. They you know they they competed in the Tour de France. They competed in the Olympics. Um, there's you know one of the the worst ranked teams um, as far as like developed countries that are that are competing in in the Olympics or in the Tour de France. Um, and they they hired a, a coach to come in and coach him, and that was the angle that he took. You know, he he took the approach of like we're going to make these small, you know, one percent improvements day after day, and they were little things. You know, we're going to uh, make the seats more comfortable. Um, we're going to adjust the riders, uh, you know, rider position or or like stance if if you're standing on the ground. Um, and we're just going to make these minor little tweaks day after day and, and see these compounding effects. And, you know, this team that was, you know, worst ranked in, in the world became one of the top ranked, um, you know, cyclist teams. They, they won, you know, dozen Olympic medals. They won like seven tour de France's over the next, you know, decade. Um, it, it was amazing the turnaround that took place. And it was just because of those small habits that they were that they were able to commit to um, day after day after day. Um, 
I, I'm not going to give you guys any tips on like, you know, gamifying habits. There's a lot of people that talk about the, the efficacy of that where, you know, hey, if you want to exercise and you want to, you know, uh, play your Xbox, um, we'll just set it up so you have to exercise before you, you go and play the game. Um, I'm not a huge, you know, pr- proponent of that. I'm, I'm more a fan of just like, you know, mental toughness, like commit to what you need to do and and hold yourself accountable and don't don't let yourself give yourself excuses right and and i talked about this concept um a couple weeks back on on one of our podcasts actually um shout out to the the elevate podcast um but it was it was basically the idea of you know don't take an excuse that you wouldn't allow somebody else to make you know so whether that's uh, you know somebody in in your office that you're working with whether it's uh you know, your, you know, child, your, your friends, your family, whatever it is, um, hold yourself to the same standard, you know, that you would, that you would hold somebody else to and, and really a a higher standard. Um, so moving on here, um, one of the other things that, uh, you know, you see a lot with people as it relates to habit forming and, and why they can't break out of these, you know, bad habits is ultimately it comes down to, uh, you know, the, the people that you hang out with, you know, the people that you hang out with, uh, they're either going to reinforce good habits or they're going to reinforce bad habits. If you're, if you're associating with people that are reinforcing good habits, it's, it's automatically going to shun the bad habits. Um, there's a expression, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, and that's, that's incredibly true. You know, you can look around the five people that you associate with the most and there's going to be a lot of similarities in, in habits that have been formed, um, you know, level of success in life, um, you know, level of skill in a, in a certain area, just kind of where you are in your career progression. Um, so it's important to identify that. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit on the call and tell you guys like, Hey, you should start cutting people out of your lives. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say that it's something that actually for me personally worked, worked really well. Um, you know, I, I, I made the conscious decision like, Hey, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm spending time around people that are going to help me, uh, get better that are, that already have maybe some habits that I want to form, you know, so maybe it's, uh, you know, hard work, maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, staying out of your comfort zone, um, you know, X, X, Y, Z, right. Um, I, I have a good friend of mine that just went out. Um, he, he runs a a charity, he runs a nonprofit. Um, he went out panhandling for the nonprofit. Um, so all, all the money was donated. He wasn't just like, you know, getting money from people on the streets. Um, you know, but the, the entire reason he did that was just because he's like, Hey, I, I've been getting pretty comfortable, um, with this and, and what I've been doing. And I need to, I need to step out of that comfort zone. I need to get exposed to some more, you know, like nose, like when, when I'm going and looking for like corporate donors, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in the point at which I'm giving up the point at which I'm like thrown in the towel. Okay, cool. I, I tried enough. Um, so he went out and he did this and he, you know, he did this thing that made him incredibly uncomfortable, um, and I'm like, boom, those are the people that I, I, I want to be around people that are going to, you know, do those things and, and take those, you know, risks or, or challenges. Um, you know, kicking it back to Eric again, he, he went out with knocking, 
um, you know, recently with one of our managers and, and he was like, wow, just eyes open. I, I didn't realize how quickly I had been giving up, <clears throat> you know, and, and ultimately that comes down to uh, a, a habit, right? And now he has to actively work at breaking the habit that he's developed over, you know, the last few months or the last year, uh, which has been like, hey, when I get the third objection, that's when I quit. That's when I throw in the towel. And Eric's like, no, 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 like you can go to number eight, you know, and, and still not have somebody upset with you if you're handling it the right way. And you can actually get past that objection. Um, so that's, you know, that's an example of where you guys want to want to go towards. <clears throat> um, the, the other thing, too, uh, th- that I want to mention here is don't, um, you know, don't confuse like uh, a finite goal with an infinite goal or, or habit, you know, and, and a lot of people fall into that trap where they treat, you know, habits as like, Hey, once I'm getting the reps in and once my cadence is good, um, I can ignore it. No, no, you actually, you have to be vigilant in making sure that you're maintaining that habit and that you're maintaining, um, you know, these goals or that you're continuing to increase them. Um, so I, I want to just kind of break that down for you guys real quick, like the difference between like a, an infinite and a, and a finite goal. So, you know, finite goal would be like, you know, maybe you have a, uh, an income goal for the year, right? Maybe you want to make $80,000 this year, hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is. Um, that's a finite goal, right? And, and a lot of people make the mistake of kind of taking their foot off the gas once they hit that goal. Or even if it's more short term, like, Hey, I just want to get to the point where I've got, you know, eight sold deals in a month. And, and they hit that goal and, and we see it all the time where people just kind of, uh, you know, they, they just, you know, fall off like their, their production drops. Um, big part of that is just because they, they hit that goal and, you know, they treated, they treated all their, all their s- subsequent goals as finite goals. Um, you know, another example would be like winning a tournament, um, you know, getting to the point where you're closing solo deals. I know we've got a lot of new reps on the call. Um, today, um, you know, maybe you have a a goal of buying that new car, uh, whatever that may be. Um, infinite goals are the ones that are actually, you know, long-term more impactful and they're going to give you those compounding returns that, that I had mentioned, um, you know, years from now. And, and that's, you know, learning everything you can, right. Just, and, and whether it's in, uh, the context of V3, you know, whether you're, you're, learning outside of that, you know, you're reading the, the audio, audio books, um, you're going to V3 university, you're listening to the podcast, um, you're taking, you know, copious notes and correlation, you're going to all the night trainings, uh, you know, wh- whatever it is, like there's a ton of, of stuff there and, and the learning is never really going to be complete, right? Just constant improvement with your skill set, with your mindset, um, you know, moving into a leadership position that, you know, you're basically hitting the reset button on a lot of those things. And, and you have to, you have to build the systems that are going to allow you to continue to progress in every single, you know, aspect. Um, I don't know, I don't know if anybody's heard the concept of the, the Peter principle. Um, I don't know why it's called the, the Peter principle, not like our Peter, Peter McOmber. Um, but the, the Peter principle, talks about how you are basically, you know, eventually going to promote to a level of, of incompetence. Um, and I want everybody to think about that because that's an idea that's, 
has basically terrified me and has kind of pushed me to like, uh, you know, try to never be complacent in, in my role or in what I'm learning or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so basically the idea is like, you know, Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna do well in this role and you're going to promote up. I mean, we could take the path to leadership, right? So rep and training, you promote to junior rep, you promote to rep, you promote to ASM and, and maybe you're a killer ASM and you promote to manager and, and you just, you don't have the skills to do that job, um, extremely well to do it effectively. And all of a sudden you're basically in a position of, of, uh, relative incompetence in this role. Um, ultimately is what that comes down to is not like any innate shortcomings that's been created. It's, it's in, it's in that feeling of complacency and, and mistaking infinite goals for finite goals. Um, you know, so, so again, like growth, um, career development, these are, these are infinite goals making an impact. Um, that's an infinite goal. And, and I've, I've talked about this idea, um, as well. I, I know, I know Eric and Alec have, have touched on it. Like, you know, the, the income goals, the, the things like that, those are, those are important. Those are good things to shoot for. Uh, you know, we want everybody to make money here and, and, and make a lot of money. Um, but I, I think you have to have something more. I, you know, that's part of why when we put reps through uh, orientation, we have them fill out their like why cards. Um, you know, what's your why? Uh, ultimately, if it's if it's monetary, I think it's going to be somewhat flimsy. Um, there has to be a bigger goal. You know, there there has to like like V three right. Our our goal is to make the biggest impact we can in the you know utility space in the in the energy industry um, and provide choices for homeowners. Um, that's an infinite goal, right? That, that never ends. There's no like five years out. Hey guys, great. We, we hit it. We, we made an impact. Um, yeah, yesterday, no impact today. Impact. Awesome. Let's pack it in. Good job guys. High fives all around. Um, that's, that's a goal that's never, ever gonna, you know, end like, um, there's, there's steps along the way. There's milestones that you need to hit in order to achieve that goal, Right. But, but the goal isn't to make as much money as we can necessarily. Like that's just going to be a byproduct, um, of achieving that goal. Uh, it's, you know, it's the, yeah, it's the idea that, um, you know, if, if you're chasing money, if your goal is to get rich, the, the irony in a lot of cases that you actually never uh, achieve that. Um, there's some corner cases, like there's some people that, that do do that. Um, but, but ultimately it's kind of that idea of like, you know, the, the, the get rich quick schemes, like you're, you're not going to get rich, uh, from a, from a get rich quick scheme. Like, and, and there's people I'm sure that, yeah, no, my cousin, he made a, a bunch of money flipping stuff on Amazon, or he did this like Shopify store and like, yeah, he's, he's killing it now. Um, the reality is developing the right habits, uh, which, which you're not necessarily going to do in that type of an endeavor. Um, you know, they have 10 X returns down the road. Like the things that you're, that you can learn here, uh, in this, in this organization, this job that it's going to be transferable 20 years from now, like learning how to, you know, put a Shopify store online that's valuable for the next, you know, three years until some incumbent comes in and makes Shopify obsolete or they, you know, change the algorithm on the platform. Um, so it's, it's a slower process in a lot of cases. Um, but it's actually a much, much more valuable, you know, process long-term. Um, one, one of the other suggestions that I have for you guys, um, is to upgrade your, your bad habits. Um, so again, just 
we talked about kind of having to rewire your brain and, and really kind of challenge your, you know, ego or your sense of self um, as you're going through forming these new habits. One of the easiest hacks is to just upgrade bad habits. So I'll, I'll give you guys an example of, of you know, my, my own uh, bad habits that I uh, was forced to upgrade. And this will probably be apropos for uh, a lot of folks in, in the, you know, millennial generation or, or younger that spend a lot of time on like social media. But um, I found myself spending a lot of time on like Twitter and on, on YouTube and some of these other, you know, sites. Um, ne- never big on like Instagram or Facebook or anything. Um, but I, you know, I thought to myself like, okay, this is actually, you know, uh, somewhat of a, a big time suck. Even, like if I spend an hour a day on, on Twitter or YouTube, like, holy crap, that's a lot of time wasted, you know? like compound that week over week, month over month, year over year. Um, and think if I was putting that into a, a better direction, putting it into developing a, a skill, um, that I could use. Um, it's huge. So is, is what I ended up doing is I basically, you know, deleted my, my, my profiles and, um, I, I built it from scratch and I built, into, uh, you know, like my Twitter feed, people that I wanted to see like content from. So I, I basically created this like curated Twitter feed. So if I do, you know, find myself, um, on Twitter, then I'm going to be getting good content. Right. So I, I followed people like Grant Cardone, um, Gary V, you know, Jim Collins, Robert Green, Ryan Holiday, David Goggins, Jocko Willink, list goes on and on and on. Right. And so every time that I, you know, log on and I open up, you know, Twitter, I'm getting some piece of like, uh, in, in most cases, you know, there's, there's always going to be some stuff that's not, uh, relevant or helpful, but I'm, I'm getting stuff that's actually going to help me, you know, whether it's, you know, learning how to push harder, uh, learning leadership skills, you know, just personal development, growth, whatever it is. Um, and then I went and I did the same thing with, with YouTube, um, and I, you know, changed my subscriber list to subscribe to, to content from actually a lot of those same people. Um, so, you know, I log in my recommended videos. It's, it's Jocko, you know, given a, a, you know, talk at Google. It's, it's Ryan Holiday doing a TED talk. It's whatever the heck it is. Um, so I flipped those bad habits. They're still not great, mind you. Um, there's probably better ways that, that time could be spent. But if you guys have bad habits, um, that's what you should look at kind of starting. It's going to be the easiest transition for you is to flip those, those bad habits into, into good habits. Um, you know, and, and yeah, you guys can do that with almost anything that that you're looking at. Um, I, yeah, I want you guys to understand a a concept. Um, I'm, I'm reading a a book right now called, uh, thinking in bets and it's about a a poker player Mm -hmm. and she does like some business coaching and, and just looking at, you know, how people make decisions. Um, this isn't, this isn't necessarily from the book, but it was just a thought that came to mind is that, you know, practice is the price that you pay today to be better tomorrow. Um, so in, in the book, she, she uses, uh, Seinfeld as an example. So, uh, for those of you who don't know who, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I'm sure everybody does, but Jerry Seinfeld, um, comedian, uh, he did a bit, um, in, in one of his shows, about how he has a, a night night Jerry and a morning Jerry. And and he's you know, he's making the joke that like, yeah, these are these are two different people. Like Night Jerry, you know, he loves to stay up late. He loves to, you know, play video games or watch TV or, 
you know, hang out on Twitter until the the wee hours of the morning. Um, you know, morning Jerry doesn't like that very much, but yeah, for, forget about that guy. That's his problem, right? Like night Jerry's having a good time. We're going to go out tonight. We're going to party. We're going to stay up late, you know, and then it, it rolls around and, and morning Jerry pays the price. And the reality is that's how a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, treat their, their lives. Like I'm sure you guys have all made decisions or, or have formed habits, you know, in the moment sounds great, feels good. It's enjoyable, you know, but then a couple of days later, you're like, man, why did I, why am I doing that? Why, you know, why did I skip the gym? Why did I, you know, cut it short on the doors? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? Right. I'm sure you guys feel it if, if you're not out knocking and putting in time, you know, when you get your paycheck, you know, a week or two later, you're like, man, I really wish I would have put in the time out, out on the doors. Um, you know, so you, you have to keep in mind that like every habit you're forming, every decision you're making, like your future self is, is paying that price. Um, and, and the, the price actually compounds like a a day missed today is, is two days that you have to make up. Right. And, and time is a very precious resource. The only thing you can't you know, earn more of only thing you, you can't get back. Um, so you have to make sure that you're, you're capitalizing on the time that you have. Um, this, this phenomenon is, is called, uh, temporal discounting. Um, and, and there's a, there's a study, uh, well, it wasn't actually a study. It was actually an, an actual like real thing that was done, uh, in, in the, in the 1990s where the, the U S military offered, um, their veterans, uh, like a lump sum payment as opposed to like an annuity payment. And, and I, I don't remember the details specifically if it was like people that were injured or if it was just like, Hey, you're getting, you know, you're, you're retired from the military. Um, I think that's what it was is they had retired. And so they had received a pension. And so they said, Hey, we'll just, we'll give you a lump sum, right? It, it's kind of like, like winning the lottery. Like, yeah, we'll pay you this lump sum right now, um, or we'll just pay you these annuity payments, you know, over the next twenty years. Um, sucker's bet is to, you know, take the 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 lump sum, um, and that's what almost everyone did. And and so they ended up paying out about two point five billion dollars um, in lump sum retirement payments, which was was valued like if if you fast forward to you know like today, those payments would have you know, been wrapping up here pretty, pretty soon, they paid out about 40% less than what they would have if those people had taken the annuity payments. Right. And that's that, that temporal disconnect or that cognitive dissonance where, you know, you, you are punishing your future self, um, because of the desires of your present self. And, and I, I think it really helps to look at it in that context of like, you know, am I going to, yeah, is my future self going to be really mad at the decisions I'm making today? Like, should I, yeah, should I do this? Um, you know, and almost looking at it like, like Jerry Seinfeld made the joke, like the, the night Jerry, the morning Jerry, like almost like it's another, you know, another person, like, you know, am I totally screwing over future Axel by, by making this decision? Yep. Kind of looks like it. All right, cool. Let's not do that. Um, but anyways, you, you guys get the idea. So, uh, just kind of, wrapping up here, like if you guys want to be in the top 1% of your industry or of, of the, the company or your office or even your team, um, you cannot do what the other 99% does. Um, 
you know, you we're, we're wired to imitate. We're we're wired to basically do the same uh, thing. You know, it's it's why we form societies and and uh, you know things the way that we do. Uh, it's why you know as cavemen we had tribes. Um, people are wired to to do that, so it's really hard to break free of that. Um, but but even going back to that idea of like skipping lunch, right? Like it's, it's funny, but it's hard for people to do that. Like, it's such a simple thing. Just like, Hey, yeah, no, sorry. I'm, I'm good. I, you know, I got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my car. I'm going to go hit the doors. Um, but when everybody else on your team or in the office or whatever's going out to lunch, it's so hard for people to push against that and to avoid, you know, following the herd, if, if you will. But you guys have to be able to, to break free of that. And, and you have to, you know, you have to be willing to, you know, step out and, and, and do that. Um, ultimately just kind of in, in closing here, guys, um, one of the biggest things that I can say on habit forming is, is to start identifying. We talked a little bit in the beginning about how it will kind of challenge your ego or your sense of self. Um, start identifying as that type of person. Like for me personally, this was the turning point in, in my career when I started identifying as, um, as the type of person that's a hard worker. Like when I started associating myself as like, I'm the hardest working person that I know, um, you know, or or close to or or whatever. And, and I'm sure that like, you know, you, you look at somebody like Dante who, or or Leo, who they just have like killer production. Like that's how they associate themselves. Right. And, and for me, even when I was working out, you know, a a ton, like I used to be a, a personal trainer and, you know, I was, I was prepping to compete, um, ended up getting injured. So I, I never was able to, to do that, but I identified myself as like, I'm the like buff guy. Like I'm the, I'm the muscular dude, you know, I'm the guy that can like lift a lot of, a lot of weights. And when you create that identity for yourself, that actually becomes hard to challenge now. Right. So, so you're kind of flipping that on yourself. We talked about, you know, challenging, um, you know, the, the bad habits that you now associate with yourself. So, work on convincing yourself first that you're that type of person. You're the hardest working person in your office. Like you're the guy that knocks the most doors. You're the guy that gets the most leads week after week after week. Um, and then go out and and start doing that and start becoming that. And then if you ever find yourself in a week where you fall short that you're going to be like, Whoa, what, what just happened? This isn't me. Like this isn't the type of person that I am. Whereas maybe six months ago or a year ago, that was you. Maybe you were the guy that was only pulling, you know, two leads a a week. And now you're the guy that's pulling 10 leads a week, every single week. Um, so, so work on that. I would say for, for me personally, that was probably the turning point, the biggest thing that that I was able to do. Um, so in, in closing, um, I want you guys to, uh, I'm going to give you my favorite quote of all time. Um, which is I, and I frequently ask myself this question or, or remind myself of this idea Uh, Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. So take that, take that with you guys. Um, Thanks for jumping on, uh, wrapping up just on time. Um, So again, we'll, we'll upload some of this stuff to V3U so you guys can revisit. Thanks everybody for jumping on. Uh, We'll be back here. Same time, same place. Two weeks from now. Thanks. Bye.